Radio. My name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Brought to you by Avid Company and Cairo Tree, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Very nice. Thank you. What are we talking about? Today we're going to talk about telling the truth. I always tell the truth. Always? Almost always. Every single second? Almost every single second. <laughs> well, I, you know, in some ways I, you are good at telling the truth. I, I believe that. You're very honest and forthcoming. One of my customers says, I never lie because if I do, then I'll have to remember what I said. <laughs> that, well, you know, there's such truth to that because I've gone through phases in my life, like especially when I was younger, where you would try, mm-hmm. you'd like, even it'd be about something simple and you'd just lie. And then someone would come back and be like, well, you said you saw that movie or you said you read that book. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that's It's probably right. easier just to never lie, but we are human beings that sometimes... And and that's the thing is I think this discussion is not so much about blatant lies where people like it's more about how we we do things we or we say things because our intention is we don't want to bother someone else harm someone else um, annoy anybody else so we do things to make them feel better yet I'm questioning that because how do we know what someone else is thinking we so, think we know we think we know so we like try and wrap our head around what someone else is thinking and try and answer or do things in, in such a way so the other person isn't annoyed yet, what a joke. Mm-hmm. Because we assume, our, our thinking brain tells us that we know what they're thinking, yet there's no way, I mean, we might get some intuitive sense, like, ooh, that person's annoyed, whatever, but that doesn't mean we have to like degrade ourselves or put ourselves in a situation where we're unhappy so they're happy. Mm-hmm. But how often do you think people do that? I think a lot. I think, oh, yes. All the time? Yes. And do you think that men do that as much as women? Um, I'm going to go 50-50. Are you really? Do yeah, you think I, men do that too? Probably. Well, see, I thought you would, you would challenge me and say that men are more... Honest? Forthcoming. Not, it's not about women are dishonest, men are honest. That's not fair. But it's about that men say what they want to say. Um, I think that, yeah, if I were going to guess... Um, I think men are more direct. That's, yeah, right. And, you know, we always kind of laugh at each other about how we... Do you drop your pencil? I did drop my pencil. <laughs> how we deal with our friends because we are very direct and make fun of each other as guys, guys to guys. Mm-hmm. And women are a little more sensitive in making sure... I mean, not that you don't make fun of your girlfriends, but unfortunately, our language... I had a guys weekend this weekend. Yes, yeah, I can tell because you're really tired. Your voice sounds very tired. <laughs> and your hair looks crazy. Are you kidding me? I showered today. I Yeah, but it's still a little... A little you nutty? Know, it's a little pompadour-ish. You're doing the Justin Bieber? That's right. The Jason Bieber, the as Jason you would say. Bieber last year, but now I'm very clear that it's Justin Bieber. Yes. But yes, I used to call him Jason Bieber. Our language with guys is, um, at least this set of friends, we just tend to make fun of each other a lot. And right. that's how we tell each other that we love each other. Right. Like, a guy would never say, I love you, to another guy. No, that's not true. I've heard you do that with some guys I know. Lately, I'm, right? I'm actually making that up. I said I was, that to all three of my friends. I was going to say, you say that to your friends all the time. I said that to all... And I gave him a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. I said, I love you. I'm so glad that you came. Because I had three guys come in. One from, was from Las Vegas. One was from Boise. And one was from uh, Los California. Angeles. Mm-hmm. And... Um, like the whole weekend, our language is kind of making fun of each other and, and all that. But in the end, yes, we will kind of be sensitive guys and tell each other how we feel. Right. Uh, but if we spent the whole weekend telling each other how we right. loved each other, that probably 
it would probably be different. Well, it'd be out of not out of balance. Well, it would just not be you, the way you guys are. Right. It wouldn't be your true personality, which is kind of what we're talking about. You know, I'm not necessarily saying that we're discussing, like I said, blatant lies. It's when we shift saying what we mean or not we don't say what we mean or what we really want in an effort to make everybody like us. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we're not even aware we're doing this. Mm-hmm. But I think it's probably because uh, like a historical pattern, like you've completely. been patterned to do this when you were a little girl. And- you've been trained. I actually wrote a blog that I posted um, about why, because you know how last on last week's show we talked about why a guy needs to ask a woman 10 times if she's okay. And we got a lot of response from that we did. blog and that uh, last week's podcast. So I wrote a, a blog, a, another blog continuing the conversation about why I think in a man-woman relationship, because obviously there's a lot of different relationships, but in a man-woman relationship, women have been taught from the time they were little, and this goes generations back. There's no blaming of parents or anything. I'm talking about this as kind of historically speaking to be very people pleasing, mm-hmm. to be very accommodating, mm-hmm. to make sure everybody's okay, to and we intuitively can kind of sense when someone's off, so we kind of shift ourselves to right. help them feel more balanced. That's it's a beautiful gift of women, mm-hmm. but at the same time it can be really harmful to the woman doing it because then I'll just speak for myself instead of talk in generally. I did that for a long time and I still do it sometimes. Um, hard habit to break, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but it it's harmful because a lot of times then you don't say what you mean. Right. And you allow others to dictate, you know, what's going on or tell you who you are or um, it can be the smallest thing, you know. Uh, and that's it, just the example I use in the blog is just that where we talked last week about you'd say, are you okay? And I'd say, yeah, I'm fine. And the reason that I would say I was fine is because I didn't want you to think I was high maintenance mm-hmm. or dramatic. Well, I feel like um, in order for me to understand why it takes certain women to be asked a question 10 times before they'll answer it is because I think women need to feel a connection energetically or whatever with the person who's asking the question. Right. And if I just get home from work and I see you sad and I go, what's wrong? And I'm in, in my own bad mood, you're probably not going to want to answer it. Right. It, does, it, does, this, the, it doesn't feel like a time Whereas to- maybe if I got home from work and I stopped what I was doing, I put my phone down and I put the girls to bed and all of a sudden I looked at you right in the eyes and I sat down and I said something like, seems like you have a lot on your mind. Tell me what's happening. Right. I don't think I'd have to do that 10 times. Exactly. And so we kind of joke about asking 10 times. It's not always literal. You can literal. ask once. You just got to make sure that that once is a good once. Exactly. It's just more of a metaphor. So how do you make a good once? Doing exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Is that if you come home and say, hey, are you okay? And you're kind of in a hurry and rush. And I say, yeah, I'm fine. But you know I'm not. Mm-hmm. You you carve out the time to say, I know she's not. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to bug her right now because I don't have the time to listen. Right. You know, because i got to do all this stuff. And then when we're sitting down saying, I asked you today if you were okay. It didn't really sound like you were. But now I have the opportunity to listen to right. you. And in Or maybe if the guy comes home and says... I have a lot of things I need to do in the next hour and a half after work, but at eight o'clock we're going to sit down and can and we sit can down? Can we sit down mm-hmm. and have a heart to heart and talk about what's on? I what's think going. that would be fantastic because then what could happen is I or whatever woman's hearing that could let go of it for a little bit right. and not and feel the know, need to brood about it. And you know it's coming back. You know it's coming back, like because I think the thing is, women uh, and 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 I think men do this too. I just can only speak for myself. 
we kind of carry it around to make sure you notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm annoyed. Okay, all right. You know, we kind of do this, the passive-aggressive thing to make sure that you're still aware that we're annoyed. Right. And we don't let it go. Where if you said, I see you're annoyed, and right. we're going to talk about it tonight after the kids are in bed, you can kind of let it go. Right. Because you've been seen. Right. That's what we always talk about with, I want to be seen. Right. I not want only want to be seen for my... For the things I do well, mm-hmm. talents, gifts, whatever that we all have. But I also want to be seen when I'm not doing well. Mm-hmm. And I want you to recognize that I may need your help. And what I would do if I was in a non-conscious place, I would probably uh, be a recluse and go to the basement and watch yes. TV. And, you know, because the way we handle problems, guys, generally speaking, is we go into our man cave and we try to fix it ourselves. Right. So. So it's easy for guys to get confused because unless they're really taking time to figure out what makes you guys tick, being girls, um, if I didn't know any better, be like, oh, you're having a a bad day, then I'm just going to let you figure it out because that's what I would be doing. Right. I would figure it out. You would be using the tools you use right. to think you're helping me. Right. When And now here's the opposite. A lot of women will say, my, my husband, my significant other, whatever, doesn't tell me anything. He doesn't talk to me. He doesn't share how he feels. And the thing is, is they that may not be the way that they get to feel better. Mm-hmm. And so they're not trying to not love you. They're not necessarily not trusting. It's just not the way they do it. So if I'm a girl, that might be confusing to me. Like, So then how in the world can a girl help a guy with a problem if what we do is go downstairs and put on the basketball game and kind of get lost and try to figure out a problem inside our own internal dialogue? The thought that comes into my head when you say that is it might be helpful to talk about it in hindsight. Mm -hmm. It might be safer. Mm -hmm. Like um, I noticed that you were annoyed and you seem a lot better. Were you able to kind of work through through something mm-hmm. and so and again there are probably plenty of guys will say what are you talking about i'm fine i'm always fine like you know? i did last week what, t- tell me about last I week know, i feel like i um something was going on and you asked me are you okay with this or what's bothering you and i said nothing's bothering me and then you got frustrated because something was obviously bothering me because I reacted in maybe an abnormal way. Oh, yeah. This is when, when Mark came over. Yes, and because I, you snapped at me. Well, what did, I, what did we snap you, about? You said, gosh, I can see you and what you said. And I was like, whoa. I remember I was in the kitchen. And you were really annoyed. What was that about? Air conditioning. Oh, I know what it was. Didn't we talk about this already? I don't think the so. The fact that I, when we have the air conditioning on... You have this mindset, this is so you and this is so me, this is a great story, that if the house has been air conditioned, that we must keep the air conditioning in and keep the house cool. So then we don't, even when it starts to cool down, don't open windows or doors because then all that cold air goes out and then what do we lose? Money. Right. You know? All comes back to the almighty dollar. Right, the almighty dollar. Where I was like, it is beautiful now, it's cooled down, let's open the doors. And you're like, that's crazy. We just cooled this whole house down. I was, I was like, well... I know, but the thing is... Okay, we're going to have the, we're gonna have the <laughs> whole argument working. all over again. You are okay with not having the air conditioning on during the day because yes. you like open, open, open windows. windows. But at nighttime, you like to be cool. And mm-hmm. So we were like an hour and a half away from nighttime beginning. Right. So I said it was hot enough during the day where we kept the air on. So in order to... If we opened up the doors and the windows, it was going to... Heat the house up again. Maybe two degrees. Just to turn it back on in an hour and a half. Sure. So let's ride out that hour and a half. 
and keep it going. You know what writing out the hour and a half is to me, what? in my perspective? What? That is living in the future. That right. is saying, let's not enjoy this two hours. Let's hunker down and not <laughs> delayed, enjoy. Let's I'm delay. I'm all about delayed gratification. But see, how am I going to be gratified in the middle of the night? I'm. <laughs> I will tell you how you're going to be gratified in the middle of the night. But that is a story for another podcast. <laughs> What I meant by that is how am I going to appreciate... We got a bookmark that, that, what was the time? 12 minutes and 10 seconds. How am I going to... I could just see it. Like, how are we going to market this show? Kathy wants to know how she can be gratified in the middle of the night. What was so funny about that is when the last word was coming out of my mouth... I realized what I just said. Uh, what I meant was, how will I appreciate the coolness of the house while I'm sleeping? I liked it the first way you asked it. <laughs> I would much rather, because you know me, I go to bed cold, wake oh up really God. hot. Don't get me started by how you, <laughs> you have like eight fluctuations within a night of your body either being scalding hot or cool or the blankets on and the blankets up. And I used to attribute it to because you were pregnant all right. the time, and I don't begin to understand. <laughs> I was pregnant all the time. I don't begin to understand what it's like to be in a pregnant body. Right, it's I a little no like idea, another. But I know it's crazy because <laughs> it's hot and it's cold and all that. But you haven't been pregnant in four and a half years. I know. And your body is still hot and cold all the time. <laughs> what happens when you go through menopause? You're gonna have hot flashes. And I know. It's gonna be nutty. But see, I I agree with you. Everything you said is true. But it's not like it bothers me. You know, like I've heard about people who are going through perimenopause or menopause pause and they really are bothered they have hot flashes and they're really uncomfortable in their skin and i don't feel like i'm there Mm. but i definitely probably it hasn't something to do with age Mm -hmm. that something's happening or if i was to look at it from a holistic perspective i would probably say i'm releasing in the middle of the night so my body heats up and lets go that's kind of the way i look at it but it's all connected somehow 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 but anyway um going back to I know that we're we're going to do something right now where we're going to talk about our partners, but sure. I want to open this up to a next conversation about other ways that we um, don't tell the truth. And sometimes it's to ourselves mm-hmm. and our own bodies, mm-hmm. which I'll share that, and also how this kind of translates not just to partnerhood, but with our children and our parents, right. et cetera. Good, because okay? this is a parenting show. It is. Do you think we should talk about parenting? Maybe. This says we'll everything we talk about has to do with parenting. Every single Because thing. you and I getting along and being truth tellers. The foundation is, for a family. And it's what our children watch. Right. So if we're, it's really, I think any parenting show shouldn't be about here's how you make the kids different. They're good. Mm-hmm. It's how we become fully ourselves right. so our children can, can emulate that. True that. Okay. Um, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, they're in Elmhurst and they're amazing chiropractors, massage therapists. And we get so much support from our listeners, and we get all these wonderful feedbacks on Facebook. And only thing I want to say is, if you want to continue to help us and to support us, uh, consider giving Dr. Kelly a try if you haven't ever tried her. Yeah, if you're interested in chiropractic, she's worth going to. We had um, a few friends from Chicago who actually mm-hmm. drive in here to see her, and they're happy to do it because right. she's so good. And also... Um, the fact that there is a wonderful massage therapist there. So if you want a really good therapeutic massage, go to Dr. Kelly's office and mm-hmm. get one. You, and also, you know, just she, what's so cool about Dr. Kelly is it's all like all encompassing. Like she sells um, supplements. She sells shoe um, she sells, inserts. She sells your books. She sells my yeah, books. I got my inserts from her for, ba- I have plantar fasciitis. 
or I did. You did, yeah. And uh, I got my inserts in my shoes. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a whole wellness thing. And she on. had a sling class, mm-hmm. you know, for you new mamas. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, there was a woman uh, named Elise who did a sling class there. So it's kind of like Miss, uh, it's kind of like Dr. Kelly takes anything that's going to heal us, mm-hmm. if it be mentally, spiritually, um, emotionally, and physically, yeah. and helps. So she's just a good woman to get to know. She is. So, um, chirotree.com. Yep, Please do us a favor and look her up. And then avidco.net. Where do I begin with Avid? I know. There's Painting specials. and remodeling and a lot of specials. <laughs> they have a 4th of July special coming up. Do they? Tell them Zen Parenting Radio sign Tell them Zen Parenting, and they will be very special. <laughs> and they, I've been spending a lot of time with them because they're um, painting my parents' house right now. Yeah. And they are so good and so kind and so good at cleaning up. Mm-hmm. And those, like, um, the other day my parents came home and my parents had moved a lot of stuff out of the kitchen. Or actually, excuse me, the other way, moved a lot of stuff into the kitchen. And they had done this great job of like moving it back out mm-hmm. for themselves and cleaning it up. And they do things kind of above and beyond the call of duty. They're complete professionals. Yes. And they just redid a bathroom floor of mine in the apartment building. How'd they do? I haven't seen it yet. But that's a thing. I don't even have to go. You, you don't even have to I go don't even look. have to go look at it because I just know that they're going to do it because, and, and I'm not going to have to worry about s- it. Worry about it. So anyways, 630-956-1800. Just please uh, consider supporting our partners with uh, throwing them some work. And if you don't need either of those things, at least go on their Facebook pages. There Tree of Life Chiropractic and Avid Co. Like them. Check them out. To tell your friends. All right. So what's the deal with this other thing? So, okay. Talking about truth-telling again. So we were talking about partnership, which we can go back to as well. But I also was thinking about this in yoga, okay? Because, um, you know, I do yoga a few times a week and often I notice, I notice this in myself too, but I'll, I'll say it as kind of a, a yoga teacher. That people in class want to do what the person next to them is doing in class. So they will push their own body Mm -hmm. and lie to themselves Mm -hmm. about what they're able to do so they look like they're doing what the person next to them is doing. Now let's think about that in the deepest way. The whole point of yoga is to attach and connect, not attach, is to connect and feel your body. So it is a beautiful opportunity to truth tell Mm -hmm. For yourself. Right. And I mean this both ways. Not just that you can't do something, but that you can go further than you think. Right. That's like you in that back then that day. Remember that? That was crazy. That was crazy. Todd did this wacky camel pose. They have this pose called camel where you kind of lean back and you grab your heels. And you're on your knees and you grab your heels. And I've barely been able to ever touch my heels. And this time, with a little bit of support from you and the teacher, I got my um, head on the ground. I mean, I went like... A hundred times further than I ever had. And I was, I, I didn't think about it. I was just open to the possibility. And you were supported because mm-hmm. sometimes we can't do things alone. Right. I think most of the time, you know, right. majority of the time we need someone, buddy there, even if it's a, an emotional support, cause I was barely holding you. Mm. It was just, I was on one side and Pablo was on the I other. I was kind of freaking myself out. I know. And it was wonderful. So here's the cool thing in yoga is it's not one way or the other. I'm talking, you know, I notice people who stretch themselves too far. Like for example, remember the article that came out in the New York Times? about yoga can hurt you. Yes. Well, you're damn right it can hurt. Sorry for kids who are listening. Yeah. You are right it can hurt you um, if you do not listen to your body. Like anything else, if you're running and you don't listen to your body and your knee hurts and you don't stop or whatever. So, But the whole gist of yoga is the teacher is there to guide you, but you've got to listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you lie to yourself, you're in trouble. Yeah. Well, and then as far as hurting yourself during yoga or playing basketball or whatever, uh, there's a difference between... 
being in pain and being hurt. Right. You know, like sometimes um, you have to push yourself because if you're just comfortable the whole time, then you're not really pushing yourself. So like there's that gray area where am I going too far or am I not going far enough? Right. And it's, you have to be in a place where you're, you you want to connect your body in the most healthy way. And I don't know if you can intuitively make that decision other than just to be open to the possibility. Yeah, I actually think you can intuitively know that you can go deeper, but maybe you need to ask for help. Maybe right. the teacher, like when we do, um, you know, drop backs or back bends, I know I need support. Right. I know if I'm going to drop back st- from standing up right. that, you know, I'm going to need somebody standing there for me, even if it's mentally, right. because I need to know that I'm safe in doing this. I mean, isn't that a great, you know, if metaphor you for gonna, life? You possibly could crash on your head and it's going to hurt. Then I would like someone to be there. Yeah. Um, so that's just an example of a time, if you do yoga or, you know, anything else, like I'm doing a lot of daily method now too, which I feel like I really need to be honest with myself about right. not hurting myself. Or if you do Pilates or if you run or whatever your thing is, um, or play basketball, just well, no, feeling it in your body. Well, and I think to your point is we tend to look at our neighbors in class yes. and see, oh, what are they doing? I need to do it their way or I don't want to show them up or whatever. And when you should really just kind of pay attention to yourself. And we as human beings have this idea of conformity. Yes. And there's, I'm sure that conformity does serve us in one way, shape, or form, but it's reminding me of when two weeks ago we went to go see Roger Waters and The Wall. Mm -hmm. And that's all about how conformity is not necessarily such a good thing. Like even in the movie, they had these kind of headless or faceless kids drop into a meat grinder and then it kind of grinds them out as the ones one thing meat pink stuff yes so um that's my roger waters pink floyd you just need to pull that in because that was so good and but that's a really good example is that how can we like when you know when you're in a class you you look at someone in front of you or behind you and either go one way or the other either you think to yourself i don't want to do this full out because then they're going to think I'm showing off. Or you go the other way and say, ooh, that person's doing it that way. I should stretch further. Mm-hmm. Why don't you let go of what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. and do what feels good in your body and then connect to the energy that everyone else is doing the same thing? Right. And you don't know if they are or aren't, but if you connect to the energy that they are, that feels really good. And what I have learned to do is close my eyes because then I stay in tune with what right. I mean. Obviously, I have to look every once in a while to see right. where I'm going. But I've really learned to kind of just close your eyes mm-hmm. and be in yourself because that's why you're there in the first place. Right. I mean, if you're just doing exercise to lose 10 pounds or whatever, I guess a lot of people do that. But I really like to... A lot ex- of people do that. But I mean, I'll say that that's, that's the problem. People go on diets or they decide that they're going to lose 10 pounds and that is the surface stuff right to go deeper is to say i'm going to be a healthier individual yes and And that this feels good right now right not it's not about stepping on the scale or anything like that it's a lifestyle change but anyways it this feels good right now and i'm you know enjoyment is a is a strong word it can be difficult and it can be like oh but it's really empowering right and so um whatever activity you're doing and you get lost in it like you say you kind of forget when you're playing basketball what's going on do you have any other examples yes i have one more so one more example of truth telling is my mom was saying to me as i've mentioned a number of times my parents have moved here which is so great and my mom and i were chatting um the other day and she was saying you know we're gonna have to kind of figure out a new normal for our family because i haven't lived in the same you know area as my parents in since I graduated from college, right, really. Right. I mean, well, I guess I kind of did. They were in DeKalb. But regardless, we're closer now. Mm-hmm. And she said, we're going to have to figure out that balance of not, I can't remember what word she used, but something to the effect of where they're not annoying us and we're not annoying them. And I thought, and I said, just 
right away, Mom, the thing that we need to make sure we do is be honest with each other. Right. Is that if you call and say, let's do this, and I really can't, or it would be too much of a stretch, I have to say, you know what? Today doesn't work. How about this day or whatever? And you have to do the same to me. Right. If I call and say, hey, the girls and I are coming over and you don't feel like having us, you instead of saying, well, okay, mm-hmm. you've got to say, not today. And she's pretty good about that. Yeah. She actually did that this weekend. She needed some rest. But that's the key, is instead of what we try and do is get in, in everyone else's head and think, what are they thinking? When really we can't do that. Right. Instead of just being honest and hoping and not even hoping, assuming that everybody else is being truthful with us. Right. And if they aren't, if they said, well, you came over and I didn't really want you here, that was their responsibility it's to their tell problem, you. problem as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. If we're, because what we'd rather do is make them wrong and moan and groan about and how they're wrong and then talk about them mm-hmm. instead of you taking responsibility for, or them taking responsibility for you know, their choice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm sure people might challenge me on this and say, well, what about this situation or this? And I would love to hear those if you want to post those on Facebook or, you know, I'd love to talk them through, but really it comes down to your own honesty and respecting that everybody else is being honest with you instead of assuming they're trying to do this. Yeah. It's like a game. It's It's like a game. Manipulative game. And that's all in our heads. I don't think it's real. So, um, can I move on to a slightly different subject? Uh, yes, if you allow me one minute. Don't bite my finger. If you allow me You're one... You're pointing at me. I'm sorry. Will you allow me one minute to um, introduce a new segment? Uh, is it now or is it at the end? Can I do it now? Sure. And then you move on? Sure. I want to do a segment on the show, and I'm starting it right now. Let me guess. Is it called Why Your Husband's Awesome? No, but it's similar. Oh. Well, it's we it's should called... Do... It's called... What? We should do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The World is Good. All right. And this is why I want to talk about this. Because everywhere that everyone's turning, they see negative things and they're hearing negative things and we're getting into this huge election cycle. And I want us every, you know, every show we do mm-hmm. to talk about some reasons why the world is good. Okay. And so people can have a little bit of a paradigm shift and be able to focus on and notice what is working. And if because if everybody in this world is focusing on what's not working, it'll keep not working. Agreed. Okay. So tell me something why the world is good. Um, the world is good because um, this weekend um, I was with my three good friends, and two of them were in Walgreens buying a silly ball. It's one of those big bouncy balls you buy at Walgreens. Yeah. And they were checking out, and then there's a little kid there who's trying to buy something, and he didn't have enough money. Mm. And my friend um, said, how much is that? And he said, and he's like, well, he just gave him the money to buy it. So the kid tried to give him as much money as he had. And my friend said, no, no, don't worry about it. And the great part about the story is he didn't tell me that story. The other friend of mine told me that story. So he basically just did it to be nice. Awesome. He didn't, like, shout at the mountaintops. You know, there's some humility there. He just did it because it was a nice thing to do. And he didn't squawk and say, hey, look at the nice thing I just did. He did it. And the only reason I found out about it is because my other friend happened to... He, relay that story. He did it me. out of the goodness of his heart. He, he did. didn't need the validation. He knew it was the right thing to do and it felt good. Yes. So that's my goodness okay. story. And I guess my goodness story would be that the other day, and I'll post this on our Zen Parenting page if I haven't already, but all these pictures um, of why the world is a good place to be, mm-hmm. like all these pictures of people taking care of each other, you know, the guy giving the homeless woman some shoes, mm-hmm. the girl who almost fell, she was, you know, in a track meet and almost fell, and the other girl stopped to pick her up and carry her across the line. The um, person who jumped in the water to save someone else's dog, uh, mm-hmm. two boys who, jumped, who rescued a sheep. All these pictures, and why don't we see those? 
Well, what we need to do, because that, um, I, as I've shared on the show, I have a hard time expressing sad emotions. Right. And that um, link, that website link, got me choked up. Now, I didn't cry. I didn't have tears. But, I mean, it, it was started. so moving. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that we should share that again and again as far as I'm concerned. Well, I'll put it on our page um, so people can look at it. And I want every week, and I we, sometimes we start things and we don't keep going with them. We're going to talk about why the world is good every week. And it could be a personal um, experience or listeners, if you want to send us a reason why the world is good, either a personal go. story um, or just a picture, mm-hmm. and we'll share it. Um, and we'll take more than one minute for it. The why the world is good segment. I like that. I've already dis- I've already said that we won't do my little thing because I've, I've switched gears on you a little bit. It okay. reminds me... Um, that one day you and I want to do a, a three-hour workshop, and the name, you remember the name of the workshop was going to be? Do you know that you're going to die? Yes. Remember that? <laughs> yes, we were. And I just think that it would be a fun, not that it has anything to do with what you just said, but it just made me think of, do you know that you're going to die? And why we wanted to do that was because a lot of people don't realize that they're living. They're right. kind of like going through the motions, and, and I think we got really hooked on that when Steve Jobs died mm-hmm. because he said something like once he got pan- pancreatic cancer and he knew that he was terminal and he didn't know how long he had, but he knew it was limited, he just went for it. I, I mean, think we should call it, do you know that you're going to be dead someday? Yes. That sounds better Yeah, to me. do you know, because I, I said before, I've told my college students, do you guys know you're going to die? And they, they put their hands over their ears. You know, it's too much for people to hear. And I understand that. But it is also inspiring and freeing mm-hmm. because then you just go for it. Mm-hmm. And you just live and you experience joy and you quit worrying about if your house is clean. So the moral of the story is, do you know that you're going to be dead someday? <laughs> and that the world is good. And the world is good. Those are the two things. So um, we're out of time. Okay. Um, good job, sweetie. High five. Good job. High five. Um, Zen Parenting Radio, thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. Yes, thank you, listeners, and thanks for... And uh, we're almost at 1,000 on our Facebook page. 997. We need three stinking more people. So like us. Give us a like. Okay. Adios. Have a good week.